Last week's message was, The Lord is my shepherd. As we concluded the homily, I promised that there was more to come. For if the Lord is our shepherd, and a shepherd feeds his sheep, it begs the question, how does the Lord feed us? Now, in all honesty, sort of a softball pitch right down the center of the plate. For anyone who's Catholic and has had at least a, a year of catechism, they, they know that of all the ways that the Lord feeds us, the way par excellence, first and best, the source and the summit, is, is the Eucharist. It is the Mass. And we'll see that theme run through these next four weeks as we dive into the Bread of Life discourse, the Gospel of the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John. But today what I'd propose is we look at seven points of this Gospel, the multiplication of the loaves and the fish, to see how this sets the tone, how this is actually speaking throughout of the Mass. Start with the geography. He crosses over the sea. It's interesting, isn't it? We can just dismiss that sort of thing. Okay, that's just setting the stage. No, when we hear sea or water in the scriptures, we've got to go right ahead to thinking of chaos. Think of the, the spirit breathing over the waters at the dawn of creation or Moses passing through the Red Sea. Sea for desert-dwelling people of the first century was terrifying. It's not that hard for us to imagine, really, if we were around on Tuesday afternoon, right? Close your eyes for a moment, think back. If I was here in the church, those beautiful stained glass windows were black. The hail was hitting everything, and I did at one point say, I wonder if Jesus is coming back right now. Did a good examination of conscience. Water can be terrifying. And Jesus, in that crossing over the water, invites us to realize that week after week, we're invited to step out of the chaos of our lives into this ship of ours, if you will, to sail to happier shores. Getting on the land again, it says that he sits with them. This is not just posture. This is the position of teaching, the position of a rabbi. Those of you that will be with us on Thursday evening for Mass, the Feast of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus will we'll hear of Jesus sitting in their home and Mary sitting at his feet, the position of a disciple. I know it's sort of a stretch for us in Catholic Masses today because the lector stands, the, the deacon stands, the homila stands and often waves his hands like a, a maniac. But picture if you can, if you were blessed to have um, conversations with your grandfather in the living room, if he sat you down to, to talk about something important. Maybe you've been blessed to be able to go to an ordination before, and you've seen our bishop sit on his cathedra talking to those men that he's to ordain priests or deacons. It's not a point of showmanship, it's a point of truth. It's the liturgy of the word. Point number three, the gifts are presented. We know Andrew finds a boy with five barley loaves and two fish, John tells us. Now, the scholars will point out that it doesn't make sense for any one kid to have that much food unless, perhaps, he was sent by his family to go and see if he could make a buck. You know, maybe he was selling something. Granted, 
teenage boys have appetites, but five barley loaves? More likely, he was putting himself in a spot like the, the peanut salesman at, uh, at the baseball game, you know, trying to, to hawk his wares. Regardless of his intention, though, the small offering that he has is used. And isn't that what happens every time we come here? After the homily, after the, the creed and the petitions, it can feel like we're just having an intermission, right? Everyone gets a chance to move around a little bit, ushers move. That's not an intermission. The, the collection is integral to the liturgy because it's giving us a chance to, to weigh in, in a very real way, into the celebration. Hopefully, please God, soon again we'll be able to, to bring up the bread and wine that helps symbolize what it is that we're all about. Either way, we get to be in that point, we get to be that boy who brings what he has to be put into the hands of the Lord and to be offered up. Point four, it involves bodies. This is obvious. And that the obvious that the Lord cares for us body and soul here and now, and them 2,000 years ago on the hillside. But, but the Mass shows that the Catholic view of bodies is rather unique. Halfway through the pandemic, I was having a conversation with a, a local minister, and he pointed out he wasn't eager to get back to, uh, to in-person worship, admitting that he could do everything that they normally do online. And he could tell my, my face betrays me. I have a terrible poker face. And he, he asked, what, what was I thinking? I said, I need to be contrary, but we can't. Catholics can't do it virtually. We need our bodies involved because our bodies hunger and our bodies must be fed. The bodies are important. Point number five, those bodies then reclined. Don't think of a lazy boy. They're on the hillside, right? And Jesus has, tells them, tell them to recline, which is not the recliner, it's not it's true not just a picnic where, oh, stretch out and make yourselves comfortable. It's, you hear in the Gospel that it's the time for Passover. And when we read in, about Jesus at the Last Supper in the upper room, what is their posture? They recline at table. Because that is a position of receptivity, of receiving. Perhaps it's hard to appreciate because often our communion lines move so fastly and we're on foot, but I'd encourage you to, to ponder it. We've got some people that, that will kneel to receive or other churches have a communion rail where people will, in a sense, recline. But at the very least, when we are in our pews that are designed for that, we get ourselves in a position of receptivity, not a position of, of boarding house reaches or a position of cafeteria, you know, grabbing what we can, but reclining, receiving. And what do we receive? Number six, an abundance. Elisha, in the first reading, has 20 loaves for 100 people, and he's like, well, how is that going to work? Jesus has only five loaves. 
for 5,000 men. One of the, the seminarians this week was telling me that he had to do a communion service because the priest wasn't available and at the, people were coming for the, the daily mass. He went to the tabernacle and had to realize that there was only one, only one host in the tabernacle. And he said, Father, I, I had to break that host eight ways. It was a little nerve-wracking. But he also said, it, but it gave me a chance to share that teaching that's so true that you can't receive less Jesus if you're receiving Holy Communion. Because Jesus is God, and God cannot be quantified. God from God, light from light, there's always an abundance. And then, number seven, the attentiveness. Jesus is attentive in this celebration. Isn't it interesting? It can almost sound fussy. Make sure you collect what's left over. We don't want to waste. It's not being fussy. It's proud to see how the church has continued this through the last 2,000 years. We purify our vessels at the altar, at the credence table. We, we've, any spot where a host falls, we've taken to marking that with a cloth to make sure it's purified. And if we receive in the hand and there's any particle of a host left in our hand, it's wise of us to, to look, to make sure to consume that as well, lest any of it be wasted. All seven of these point out how what we hear of in the scriptures is what we do right here. It is the Mass. It is the Eucharist. But that could just be interesting, a little Catholic trivia. What's most important is the end. They realize, he realizes that they're going to come off and make him king. They declare that he is the prophet. And so he goes away. It's not enough. It's not enough just to, to be welcomed and to receive a full belly the way a, a good king takes care of his people's needs. It's not enough just to be a prophet, just to have good things to teach and educate others with. Jesus will not be satisfied until we return the favor. He gives himself completely, entrusting himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And he invites us to worship and to give of ourselves in love of God and neighbor.